When we're talking about this type of connection and the meditation certainly helps us do that, uh, you're talking about spirit guides, and uh, there are many faith-based type of organizations and religions that connect with uh, a concept called angels and guardian angels. Could you explain more about that? I really firmly believe angels are around us all the time, um, but don't interfere. I really... Um, feel that it's about free will and we have to ask for support. And if we're willing to ask, then, then we receive. Um, I've been around people on their deathbed and watched them actually pass over into spirit. And I've felt and seen angelic support come. I think that's the one exception where angels do come without really always being summoned. They're there just to support. They're there in the room. And I feel like our, as our souls encounter the, the angels, we decide whether we would like them to, to kind of be there and help with the transition into the world of spirit, I suppose. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've had that experience in my life. I've actually felt as if I have come in contact with angels myself in my own life in various situations. I've had some accidents. Um, I was in, on a skiing accident. I had a really bad skiing accident and I had, um, I'd fallen and there was really no one around me. And I went to stand up and I just, it was feeling like bone on bone. It was a pretty, pretty bad injury, um, on my knee. And, um, this person came out of nowhere and, I believe them to be male. I could not ever tell you what they look like in a lineup ever. I could not, I have no, I just remember them being a, a gentleman and him saying to me, you have to skis in an X. Otherwise someone is liable to ski over you and you can get seriously injured. And I just felt so calm in the presence of this person. And I said, would you mind staying here with me? Uh, just until like maybe the ski patrol, comes or something like that and and his response back to me was yeah i'll stick with you but i have to go right before they come so this person stayed with me for what seemed like a really long time but i have no idea how long it was kind of lost the sense of like time um and it was snowing all the while and um the person kind of said okay well i see ski patrols coming i can see them coming i i gotta go i've gotta get out of here the person skis off Ski patrol comes over, you know, they're like, how did you know to cross your skis? That's something that they teach us in, you know, in our rescuing um, training. And I said, I don't know. This guy came and told me I was supposed to do that so that I would be safe. I said, can you, I want to thank that guy. He was, you know, so nice to me. And they kind of said to me, well, what guy look down around you? There are no ski tracks. There's mm -hmm. nothing. And I was like, I just, I get chills to this day yeah. thinking about it because this wasn't a regular human being. This wasn't a regular interaction. Um, and I've had some other encounters too, you know, after certain, you know, accidents and things, people just kind of show up out of nowhere. They do feel and look human. They do, they do have that um, ability to kind of come forward and present themselves in a way that gives you comfort, that gives you support, that isn't going to make you freaked out or wondering what is this i don't believe they you know they, they do have like a wing-like energy and and the whole flying kind of thing is just because i feel like they can be any place at any time but um i, I really do believe they're in energy and i think the way that we encounter them and the way that i encountered them in that space it's almost like a projection of what i am comfortable with i feel like that's how we experience angel angelic um interaction in our life so 
that's kind of a personal story um, and an encounter that I had. And I've heard other people talk about, you know, their own moments and, and, and that kind of thing. So that's mine. Well, I've had, a, <laughs> I've, when I give uh, the leads at rehabs and things, I'll share a few of those experiences and I'll generally preface that with saying, I don't care whether you believe me or not. I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you've experienced something like that, um, and you really can't explain it, you know, it, it is such a, it's an out of this world kind of experience. It's, it feels very spiritual and I can feel what I felt in that moment. Like it happened to me yesterday, but I, I'm telling you, like, I can't describe what the person looked like at all. Well, I'll, I just I'll, I'll share with you one of my most recent ones. It didn't happen all that recently ago. Uh, my daughter has a mental illness and uh, a number of years ago uh, I was called from the psychiatric hospital stating that uh, she had to be forcibly medicated, restrained, and be placed in a safe room. Uh, I was despondent and uh, I, of course, they asked me to, to come over. So it was about an hour and a half away. So I drove along the way and I wanted to stop and I was thirsty, wanted to stop and get some iced tea. I stopped at a place, I walked inside, and I was just so despondent. And I was just, I said, please, I said, I need some help. I said, I don't know what to do. And uh, these two young women walked in, and they didn't order. They walked into where they walked, they sat in a booth, and they started to pray. And uh, I thought, this is very strange. I said, who comes into a McDonald's and just sits there and prays? And they were holding hands and they were praying. It was just amazing, and I and then I I thought I said this is the answer I needed. So I walked over to them and I said, you know, I said you provided me with an answer. I said I was looking for something, and I said this is the most beautiful thing I've seen in a while. The one never stopped praying, and the other one looked at me, Santina, and said, "Thank you, brother. We wish you well." Mm-hmm. And uh, I left, and I I don't know if anybody I don't know if anybody else saw them actually, but I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could feel how emotionally, you know, impactful that was, it was for you. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, and 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 I think that that's anyone who's had an experience with with angels. And I, I like that this time of year, you know, you were saying earlier, you know, we put them on our tree. It's it's right. all about like the, you know, you watch It's a Wonderful Life, and you know, every time the bell rings, you know, an angel gets its wings, kind of thing. And you know, it just really like angels aren't around just at Christmas. <laughs> They're not around wow, just yeah. like this time of year when they're all over the television and, you know, in all, on all the movies and everything like that. They are around all of the time. And um, I, I just, I don't know. I think people can be um, angels as well. And I think that there are aspects to people where they can actually take on um, the energy of angels. So it may be people in your life that do something for you or say something to you. There's just what you need to hear in that moment when you need to hear it or when the action needs to happen. And it's almost like they're working. I really do believe that we can work with the divine. We can work with, it, with angels and actually channel their energy. How do you help somebody that says, and I have a, a strong hunch, that you can tell when somebody is, let's say, clogged up with things and they are not able to connect with their authentic self and be aware and present to understand what's going on. How do you help someone like that? So, yes, I do sense that. So I can 
feel and see people's energy centers. Um, they're referred to as chakras in yes. some, um, you know, if you've ever been to a yoga class or anything, you'll, you'll hear people talk about that. And I look at those as, I think I explained this on your show before, almost like energy transformers. It's where a lot of our energy is stored. So a lot of the times I'll connect in with, I can sense, you know, someone's throat chakra may be um, like kind of muted or turned down or isn't um, activated because they're, they're afraid to speak truth. They're afraid to kind of say the things that they need to say, or they're feeling not ready emotionally to just kind of put it out there in the world. So yeah, I'll definitely connect in with things like that. I'll connect into, um, feelings of kind of, um, uh, indecisiveness inside of people. I could feel what's going on in that solar plexus energy, um, where, where they may not really know what, decision they want to do and what is the best for them so a lot of the times what i'll do is i'll connect them to feeling what that energy feels like and i really am somebody who i teach something called and it's really just use it utilizing breath work and i do a little bit of creative visualization in order to move the energy to unclog or un un energy um in so what i'll do a tree person as you can see i've got my my tree yes. behind me so I will, I will just kind of walk them through a little short visualization. And if you want to do it with me, Absolutely. I think now would be a wonderful time to do this just because it's, it's kind of like a mini, mini meditation, but I also feel it's, um, it's energy work. So it gets energy kind of flowing back inside of you um, and moving in ways where it needs to and where it's, where it's natural. Um, and I use the prana. I use the breath, the life force energy, because that's the most powerful thing that we have. If we're not breathing, we're not moving. We're not alive. <laughs> um, so basically what I do is I always advise people, if you're at home right now, put your feet flat on the ground if you can. Try to uncross your legs and cross your arms and all of that stuff. And what I imagine, I like you to imagine that you have roots that kind of grow from the bottoms of your feet that are just kind of, just sink them down into the earth. And I just, just allow yourself you, you know, connect in with your inner child and that imagination and feel as if, you know, your feet have those roots that are going down, down, deep into the earth. Imagine that you can feel the cold clay, the mud as you get down in there real deep and you can feel that with your, your feet. And then when you really feel like you've grounded yourself, because this is called grounding energy, when you've grounded yourself, then we're going to connect in with what I like to call earth energy. Mother Earth. We're all children of the Mother Earth. So what I do is I allow that breath. I imagine that I have like a gigantic straw all through the, the central column of my, my physical body, which is where all of the chakras are, if you're familiar with them. So what I do is I inhale and I imagine that I am inhaling the Earth's energy as I bring that up through my straw all the way to the top of my head. I hold that breath there for just a second. And then I exhale and allow that energy just to come right back down real slowly as I exhale through my mouth. So I'm going to do it a couple times with you. Just Please. I know it's like breathing on the radio, but it's really interesting to see. It's a really deep breath. And what it does physiologically is it, it oxygenates your body. Um, it gets a lot of that stagnant air, you know, out of your lungs that we're, we, a lot of us shallow breathe all day long. And especially with these mask things on during coronavirus, I'm, it's just hard to breathe, period. So this is a wonderful thing to do while you're at home. 
And what it also does, it doesn't just clear your chakras because a lot of times when we're inhaling, maybe we'll be stuck like here in the heart space. We get past here and inhale. So hold down from that space and then bring in the inhale. Try to get up to the throat the next time. And then exhale down. Then try to bring it up, you know, to the third eye chakra up here the next time. And then exhale. But kind of what that's doing is you're moving your energy flow. You're feeling where you're stuck. The breath won't go where you're stuck. Your life force energy, when you have, um, when your energy field is um, in a space of, um, I don't want to say, it's just in a space of like um, interruption. That's what we'll say. It's, it's, it's been interrupted or, or tampered with in some way um, or closed down because of protectiveness. We want to just make sure that that's flowing and open up. And what we do is I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And just I use my fingers just to show you where I'm putting my energy. And then I go. And you really want to exhale. And the more that you do this, you start to feel this sense of it really does feel like euphoria. You do feel... I like to tell people to utilize this when you've got anxiety and stress in your life because not only does it clear your chakras and those main energy centers, but it actually, it flexes and expands your auric field. And if you've ever heard of an aura, it's basically, you, if you've seen like religious paintings and stuff, sure. they're often drawn with like yellow or gold around their head and that kind of thing. That's basically showing their energy field, their aura. So as we inhale, we're kind of like, it, our energy field does the opposite of kind of what we think. So as we're inhaling, it's kind of expanding. And as we're exhaling, it's contracting. So it's kind of doing this kind of thing with the lungs. So it's it's really quite interesting because I, I know it because I see it, but physical and energetic realms are very connected. They're one and the same. And where if you've ever heard of the, um, mantra or the philosophy of thoughts are things thoughts can become things sure and we have to watch our thought process that's 100 percent the truth because thoughts are energy thoughts are a form of energy so if we connect in with thoughts are negative it's going to affect our physical body in negative way right absolutely that's one anyway of the that's my my well, exercise of how i get wonderful unclogged well actually that's <laughs> one of that's one of the main uh focuses behind quantum physics also. Oh, really? I'm not a physicist. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually is. It's, I don't know if you've heard of a book called uh, My Big Toe, the, the Theory of Everything. Okay. Oh, uh, I have to check it out. Yeah, no, I, I've never quantum, heard of Quantum it. physics involves uh, exactly, exactly what you're talking about. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, you reminded me. I have a very uh, good friend of mine. Her name's Laura Pickens. And occasionally, mm, I know I'll, her. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Occasionally, I'll <laughs> and yeah, that's reminded me. I need to every now and then I'll go to her and uh, she'll realign my chakras and uh, mm -hmm. just get me. Let's like getting your oil changed. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. But you know, I really do believe we can do this for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's wonderful to go to people who are practitioners and can do this for us. Mm -hmm. But I am somebody who believes that you know so, there is a time and a place for you know when you're just, you're so depleted energetically where you need that assistance. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like it's up to us to make sure we don't get to that space. Right. So you said before, it's all about awareness. So when you have awareness, 
there just isn't that, you know, you, you're aware of the fact of like, uh Oh, I'm feeling not myself right now. I've got to do some things to recharge. It's about being so. proactive mm -hmm. maintenance. Mm -hmm. It's like the 12 steps in 12 step recovery. The first three steps are uh, commitment steps, uh, Santina steps four through nine are action steps and steps 10, 11 and 12 are maintenance steps. Mm. So nice. the, the idea is to maintain what you have. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what you do. Uh, how were I'm? I'm interested. Can you do readings through like what we're doing now? Oh yeah. I mean, um, during these times, just for safety of both the people who I yeah. read and myself, uh -huh. I do very. I do video chats and things like that. Okay. So if a person comes to you and says, "Santina, I'm really interested in." Uh, angels and connecting with spirit guides. Mm -hmm. um, I have some friends that are interested in angel numbers. Uh, how would you help somebody open themselves up enough to be, be, have that type of connection? To connect with their own angels yes. and their own spirit guides? Correct. Yeah. So um, a lot of times I, I, I'm going back to it. it it's, it's meditation. So what I'll do is I'll take people through a guided meditation and I'll, I'll teach them ways that they can actually make contact themselves so that they have, again, it's that I want to enable people to be able to do this stuff for themselves. I don't feel like you should always have to look outside of yourself to even me or whoever. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to teach you and facilitate that, but it's about kind of creating that relationship for you to have so that you can call upon your angels and your guides, um, at any time that you can need that. So, um, yeah, so what I would probably do is walk them through a meditation, similar to kind of, I mean, we did like a little bit of a preview with that energy work type of thing, but I would get you into a, a mind space where you leave the day behind, you leave all of the stuff behind, and you're in this deep, it, and I don't want to say, it's not like, you're not hypnotized, but it's almost a trance-like state where, you know, you're very open, you're very relaxed. I, I create um, a very safe and um, comfortable space so that people feel supported, so that they feel like I can open up and I can connect into this stuff. And, and the honest thing is I've had some people have some extremely profound experiences um, when doing this type of work, when they, when they do this inner kind of self-exploration type work. Well, quite often what I help people do is to know the importance of setting intentions. And I think that's something you just spoke about. That's pretty amazing. I think I try to, to set an intention with my day. I try to set an intention with, you know, this meeting here with you. Um, I, I just try to, um, I think what the biggest thing for me when I'm working with individuals and they're coming to me for counsel of, you know, spiritual counsel or being able to connect in with their loved ones who've crossed over, I always make the intention um, that, you know, whatever we do, whatever we connect in with, it's for the highest and the best of all involved. And that um, there is some degree of healing with it. And there is some degree of evolvement um, from a soul space, from a spiritual level. So that when someone, and, and I've seen it a, a thousand times probably, someone will come into my space, whether it be virtual or, or in my presence, and they'll actually shift. I could see their energy transform from the minute they sit down to when they leave. And I've actually, I've had the privilege of working with some people over the years and I've seen the transformation of like their own self 
empowerment, their own like kind of um, their their own kind of connecting in with their own intuition and how that has served them. And I don't take it personally when people don't come to me, you know, after a few years or something like that. I feel that that's me doing my job because that means they're out there doing their own thing and they don't need me anymore. The training wheels are off. They can connect in in their own way. Well, it's the goal of every therapist, hopefully, to help someone <laughs> become their own therapist. Right. But I'm not a therapist. I just, I like to have right. people, yeah, see. Well, what do, what do therapists do? Therapists are helpers. Therapists help people heal just the same way right. that you are. Right. Please don't right. discount yourself. Yeah, but I'm, I, I look at it as, you know, I, I'm a channeler. I connect in with the spiritual plane. I try to serve spirit in the best way that I can, meaning um, if there are people who are no longer in the physical plane, no longer in a, a bodily form, but they have um, unresolved emotional things to heal with people who they've left behind, um, then I facilitate the communication back and forth. And I always look at myself almost, I like to make the analogy of I'm just like a, um, like a sign language interpreter, you know, I'm just speaking a language and I'm kind of bringing um, that connection, either that or maybe an operator, like an old fashioned. I operator. love that term that you use. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the operator. Yeah. It's kind of like I, I connect this plug to that plug and make sure, and it's more of a party line because I've got to be on it too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's kind of that, that's how I look at what I, what I do. And, and a lot of times that's even connecting people with what I call their higher selves. They're, they're kind of their, their soul self, the, the part of themselves that is um, beyond time and space. Um, that part of them themselves that, that really wants to see the best um, possible outcome in this lifetime for for themselves. And so I, I utilize that a lot to help people to see an alternate kind of space of where they find themselves at this moment. So sometimes, Santine, I deal with people who have this existential dread that they, they're uncertain. And it, it's a great, tremendous fear of theirs. Is, is there something beyond this life or is there not? And a lot of those people are trapped in that fear, Santina. What would you have to say to them? Well, what I would say is I, I know for a fact there is something beyond this. I, I feel like, I mean, I think what, I think the biggest way that I could convince someone of that is just take a look at how you feel. Like when you look at your physical body, so many of us, we look in the mirror and we're like, do I really, am I really this age? You know, is that for <laughs> real? Because in our minds, our minds are tough. Our minds and our, and our soul, it lives outside of time. And so when we come, I feel like when we come to this earth plane, one of the funky things we have to learn to kind of be with is this feeling of the passage of time and this feeling of like transformation as time, as we experience time. And so because we are timeless beings, we don't have that connection to that, which I think is why so many of us are like, I, there's no way that's my age. That's not how I feel. I feel like a kid inside. And that's because I feel like we're timeless. We're, we're not of like a timeline. We're not of a physical plane. Um, and I've known this just since, you know, basically I was born. I have seen spirit. I have connected with spirit. I know too many things about people um, and, and their relationships with others who've passed on that I shouldn't know. So just from my own experiences and my own 
um, my own life, um, I, I've lived a life where I can tell you 100% there is something after this. And it's really not to be feared. It's natural. It's we shed these bodies and we move on and we, you know, if we're made of energy, energy is never lost. Energy just, you know, transforms itself. Energy is always constant. So the energy goes somewhere. So even from a scientific perspective, I believe that that kind of maybe explains that. It's not my job to really um, convince people. It, you know, they're allowed to have their own thought system and their own beliefs. And, and if they feel that this is it and this is the end for me as soon as, you know, my heart stops ticking and I stop breathing, that's it. That's all there is. Then we'll just see. Okay. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> well, one of the one of the precepts and concepts of physics is that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Uh, and I love what you're talking about when you said that our minds and our souls live outside of time. And uh, perhaps the next time we get together, there's so much more I'd like to explore with you. So much more. Uh, however, I'm hoping that the next time that you and I can get together, we can actually be in the same uh, space. Uh, and I just love having you on. So if there's any type of a parting message just for today's episode uh, that you'd like to say, what would it be, Santina? I would just say try to keep positive. Um, try to keep your thoughts in a place where you've got gratitude always. Gratitude is the most powerful tool I think that we have. And, and honestly, um, if it's hard for you to find anything to be grateful for, be grateful for the, you know, the oxygen that you breathe for, you know, the things that you see, um, the people in your life. Um, there's so much to be grateful for. So gratitude is, is my kind of thing that I, gratitude and positivity. It's, it's a dark time of year, but we've got to find that light inside ourselves and shine that out to others. And that's kind of what I want to leave everybody with. That's, that's super. So we're looking forward to our next encounter. And as always, we offer a free prescription at the end of every podcast fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.